The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and it's time for just a little bit of therapy. How could you not need it after that last performance? Unfrickin' believable and unacceptable. We're going to talk about that and more here on Show 361. Alright, Raider fans, on this show we will have the post game for the Bengals who mauled the living crap out of the Oakland Raiders. Unnecessarily, might I say. We hit on that. And the pregame for the Cleveland Brownies, and they're coming to Oakland. That's right, they're coming to O.co. <laughs> there you go, Randy. Play the Raiders at home. Oh, boy. I can't wait to talk about this story. That and the bone line and a definite rant or two along the way. There's no doubt about that. Should wrap it up for that? Let's move on, shall we? Okay, here it is, the post game for the Bengals. What a disgrace. It was such a hard game to watch, man. I can't tell you how many times I wanted to turn it off, but I had to see all the gory details just like you. Let's talk about this a little bit. the Raiders traveled to Cincinnati. The Raider Nation was in place, man. Big time turnout there. The Raider Nation always travels well, and I feel every time the Raiders perform like this, I feel worse for those fans in the stands paying their hard-earned money to watch this bullshit, literally. What a freaking joke of a game. Matt Millen with us here at 95.7 The Game. Matt, was that a brawl yesterday? That Bengals Raiders uh, little uh, Donnybrook? No, that was a that was a disagreement. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, a brawl was Raiders Kansas City okay. back in the day, but not yesterday. Although I got to tell you, uh, Tommy Kelly, he may he's going to be a lot lighter in his uh, in his uh, pocketbook. Well, could you understand the Raiders' frustration there a little bit after they got um, the short shrift on the previous play on the on an apparent touchdown? Yeah, I, I mean, I understand it, but I, but you know, I'm just—I was just sitting here watching that that game tape, and um, they got mauled up front. Their offensive line and their defensive front got handled. The line of scrimmage was played on the Raiders' side all day on both sides. What's yeah. his uh, Gino Atkins? Gino Atkins, the defensive tackle, and he's a good player, but they—he absolutely mauled 
the Raider offensive line. I can't even start. I can't even start. The defense didn't start, and the offense didn't start either. So I guess, what do we got? Special teams? Well, they started a little. The team was out of sync from the very get-go. Greg Knapp, I don't even want to get fucking started on this guy, but I'll tell you, his play calling reminds me of 2006, the Art Shell, Tom Walsh debauchery that it was. That's what this whole season reminds me of. And if it doesn't remind you of that, please call in and tell me why. I could tell you every play that was going to happen. I could tell you whether it was a pass or a run. Such unimaginative play calling. This guy is out of his league and out of his mind. When they talk to him, you'd think that he was on the way to a Super Bowl. The guy is clueless. The team is not happy with the... This is what happens, man. When coaches are stupid and they insist on stupidity and the players know better, then they revolt. End of story. That's where we are. Coach, when you have two guys thrown out of the game, you might think the coach is losing control of the team. Do you feel that sort of slipping away in these last four games? Do you still have full control of everybody? And, and your response to having two guys ejected? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that at all. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the play in the game. Um, you know, Lamar, uh, the offensive tackle came up on Lamar. Um, and, and that happened, and, and we've got to keep our composure. We can't leave the bench. Um, that's unacceptable. Uh, we've got to do a better job in, in that regard. But, no, I, I, uh, I feel like this team is, is believing in what we're trying to get accomplished, and uh, I believe this team's going to continue to fight. And let me just go on this fucking rant right now. Let me. T- when did they dis- – they just discovered Marcel Reese? Is this some kind of secret weapon that they just now discovered – this late in the season to use him? How stupid is it? And let me just remind you, the Raider Nation, that I saw a lot of you, Jackson, in the Bengals' offense. A lot of what we did the last two seasons was right there in our face. Unbelievable. I mean, the end around was classic Raider ball from last season, and we got burned by it. Rich, I want to ask you, you have some Raider fans that say Hugh Jackson didn't get a fair shake in Oakland. Looking back on his tenure, do, do you think he had the team going in the right direction? You know, I would say this about Hugh. I think when you take everything into consideration, I mean, it was, that's not an easy job, guys. He, you know, he had a, an owner, an ailing owner that was very, very involved in the personnel decisions, I think, without question. Uh, and I've, you know, with this to Mark, his, his son, I, I think Al made some mistakes, some costly mistakes that really set the organization back. I mean, you could look at a number of draft picks that didn't work out. I mean, the Jamarcus Russell won more than anything. I mean, if you, if you tie up that amount of money and, and, and that high of a pick, the number one overall pick in the draft, and it doesn't work out, I mean, that, that sets your organization back. But I think, in fairness to Hugh, I think he did a good job. He worked real hard. He was passionate about it. He, he, you know, you got the sense that, that they, were, they were starting to head in the right direction. But the way they finished... I think that really kind of did him in, and the fact that they made that decision. And I think when Mark probably talked to people around the league in terms of what has to be done, I think people came in and said, go out and hire a general manager and let him figure out the coaching situation. And when they brought in Reggie McKenzie, that was kind of the end for Hugh Jackson. What a terrible defensive game. How many missed tackles? I lost count. The penalty 
which seems to be the focus of this whole post game, the press conference. Well, yes, there was a fumble, and yeah, that was bullshit. And the the penalty before it was fucking bullshit. And I'll tell you what, this is what's bullshit. The referees that are being paid top dollar are shittier than the ones that were before, at least for the Raiders. I knew this would come to be a fruition here eventually. The same assholes throwing flags now are the same assholes who are throwing flags on us before the strike. You know what? That's some bullshit. It's the same mentality. They've slipped right back into, well, let's throw the flag on the Raiders and let's stick it to them as best we can. Whatever. It's a conspiracy. Whatever. (laughs) I'm sick of that too. But let's not lose focus because that was just a very small portion of this contest. We were down 24, and we got a field goal, 55-yarder, three-point stretch. Talk about a stretch for a point. Pathetic performance by coaches for sure and for sure players. Kelly came off the bench, got ejected, and I don't know why number 99 got ejected because he was a victim of the whole thing. He got mauled, but he got thrown out too, of course, because that left us with no interior line, defensive line, and then, you know, it was over after that. There was no coming back, no pressure. It was just, let's just finish this ball game so we don't get our jerseys dirty. What a bunch of horse crap. We have been pummeled four games in a row. Hello? Hello. Hello, coaching staff. Hello, Reggie McKenzie. I expect, I matter of fact, I fucking demand something be done. They got to do something for the fan base here because I'll tell you, we're all looking at each other going, what is up? Coach, with momentum so huge in sports and with defensively the worst month in the history of the Raiders, how much of it is you say, well, we're just going to keep working hard, but you say, well, we keep working hard, but it's not working. How much of it is staying the course and how much of it is going to the drawing board? Well, I think you got to look at both of those. Um, I think, you, you, you know, we have a philosophy in, in the way that we want to do things defensively here, uh, and we're not going to veer off that philosophy. Now, we've, we've, we've obviously got to look at what we're doing and who we're asking to do it, and somewhere in there we've got to find that solution and what that issue is. Uh, we, we've, got to, um, we've got to put our, posi- our players in the best position to make plays, and then when we put them in those positions, they've got to make plays. So uh, we're all accountable for it. Uh, we've all got to do our job. And uh, that's what we intend to do. Are you thinking about making any drastic changes, moving anything around in terms of the solution? Well, I think we, I think we got to look at at, at any options. Um, and again, we're all accountable uh, to getting this thing corrected and getting it done right. Players and coaches, we've all got to be held accountable. Uh, we've got a standard that we uh, we uphold ourselves to, and, and we haven't lived up to that standard yet. Coach, in the fan base, there seems to be a lot of anger and kind of almost disbelief that a team that was pretty competitive throughout the season, ended with a 500 record last year, has taken such a big step backwards. And and there's a lot of, you know, how, how could this happen? You you just mentioned, like, we've got to learn to do this, we've got to learn to do this. There's, there's, what, five games left in the season? What is your big picture explanation for how badly things have gone in the last month? It, it all boils down to we've all got a job to do and we've all got to be accountable to do our job and we got to do it the right way every single time. Uh, and 
Uh, when we do that, we've played well. Uh, when we haven't done that, we've given up uh, big plays, both offensively, defensively, and in the kicking game. Uh, this, this, is, this is pro football. Um, and we've got a job to do. Our, our job is to win football games. And uh, we've got to do a better job at doing that. Something must happen. Someone's got to go down. Reggie McKenzie better come out in the next couple weeks. He's supposed to come out this week, I believe, with a statement. Woo! Big deal. Little bit late. Little bit late. Way late, dude. You should have been saying something way before about how we're working on something to do something. Hey, I understand the transition thing, and I understand we're going through changes, but hey, man, this is not the kind of change, even though (laughs) we should be doing at least as good as last year. I would take a seven, six-game season with some flashes of brilliance in between. Hey, man, if we lost a game by three points and not 33 points, that would be an improvement, don't you think? Well, we haven't done jack shit. We haven't improved crap. We're still a piece of crap on the field. And what would you say, as an opponent, was our biggest weapon? Crickets. I hear them. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Maybe that's a frog, but whatever. I don't hear any team that's afraid of the Raiders. We suck. 30th in the league in everything. 30th out of 32. Commitment to what? When? Just when what? This coaching staff has lost this locker room. Dennis Allen said on his press conference, check it out. You might think the coach is losing control of the team. Do you feel that sort of slipping away in these last four games? I don't feel that at all. Uh, we've got to do a better job. But no, I, I, uh, I feel like this team is, is believing in what we're trying to get accomplished. And uh, I believe this team's going to continue to fight. You were talking about the importance of a fast start, and obviously you didn't have it. Were you kind of were you stunned at, at that, what happened, and how do you explain? Well, I, 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 don't, I don't know that stun's a word. Um, you know, uh, disappointed that it happened that way. Uh, we knew that we had to get off to a fast start against that team. You can't get off – you can't spot a team 24 points and, and, and then say – uh, you know we're going to come back now, um, and we've got to we've got to learn that lesson. We've got to understand that when you go on the road uh, in a tough environment like that, you've got to be able to start fast, try to take the crowd out of the football game, uh, and we weren't able to do that really in any phase of the game yesterday. Uh, we weren't able to get anything going offensively early in the game. Uh, you know, defensively we gave up way too many explosive plays early in the game, um, and those are things that we've we've got to get fixed. We've got to get corrected. Um, and and we're going to continue to work till we get them done. You had a lot of bad calls by the refs. What, what was your take on how that just ended? I thought it was a fumble, and, and I thought it was unfortunate that we weren't able to, to get the ball off the uh, inadvertent whistle. Um, the score would have been 27 to 17 if we get that. I thought Josilio Hansen made an outstanding play on the play, and for Tyvon to pick it up and run it in—that's exactly what we practice. Uh, but you know that was that was unfortunate, and I f- did feel like the momentum of the game kind of switched back uh, right after that. They were able to convert a third-down conversion, third and long, uh, for a big play, and, and really, uh, really changed the whole momentum of the game. But. You know, at the end of the day, uh, we didn't play well enough. Uh, we lost the game. We've got to be able to overcome adversity, whatever those adversity situations are. The big play defensively, is that mostly just assignment errors? <clears throat> guys? In the running game, it's been assignment errors and tackling. 
Um, you know, there's been some some situations where you know when you load the box up uh, and a guy gets out of a gap, it it it's a big play, and uh, that's happened on a couple of occasions uh, with us. And then when guys get into the second or third level of our defense, we have to be able to get guys down on the ground, and uh, we we can't allow the the explosive runs like we've given up. Do you feel this team is closer to being the type of team you want it to be than it was when you took over? Um, I feel like there's certain elements. Uh, that are at the foundation of what we believe in. Um, but I also feel like we don't accept the results uh, of where we're at right now. Uh, it's, it's not acceptable to be three and eight, um, and we've got to do something to change it. What elements do you think are, are there? Well, I, I, I believe that at the core of what we're trying to do, uh, offensively, defensively, and in a kicking game, uh, being a more disciplined team uh, is in certain elements of our of our team, uh, you can see it. Uh, the consistency, obviously, is not nearly where we need it to be. You talk about everyone's accountable. Does that mean that you will have more changes, though? Well, yeah, it's a potential. Today's Monday. All right, today's Monday. We've we've gone in. We've looked at the tape. Uh, you know, coaches are meeting with the players as we speak, um, and as we get done. Uh, we'll spend more time talking about the things that we need to do moving forward, getting ready for Cleveland. Three in a row at home, you see that as an opportunity to maybe get something positive going, turn something around? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I think we all we all recognize where we're at in the season. We all recognize that we have five games left. We got th the next three games at home, um, and and we need to uh, we need to do some positive things. We need to move forward. Uh, we need to get better. And uh, uh, we're excited about being able to, to be at home for the next three games. Any injuries out of yesterday's game? No, nothing out of yesterday's game. Uh -uh. A man defeated. A man defeated. He's going to fight, but, man, he's fighting by himself with one arm tied behind his back. You know, his buddy Reddy, Reggie ain't helping him very much at this point. He better get on stage, and I mean right quick. This fan base is Frickin' flipped out at the results of this organization. We are a joke yet again. Reminiscent of 06, the worst team in the NFL. Remember those quotes? Remember that? Absolutely unacceptable to this fan. I ain't paying my money for this horse shit. I'll tell you right now. Do you think I want to go to another game? Well, the only reason I'm going it's to see my friends in the parking lot because this team certainly does not deserve anybody to be there except for the Seagulls, incidentally, who'll be making a big-time appearance for the next home games. I can tell you that right now. Now, I'm just stating the obvious that you guys already are thinking. I'm sure there's even more thoughts about this game. We're talking to former Raider Rich Gannon, who was kind enough to join us today. Rich, my my partner here, my esteemed colleague, the guru, is wants to. He's calling for everybody's head in Oakland. He he wants he wants the GM gone. He wants the the coach gone. The coordinators. He pretty much wants everybody gone. I, however, take the 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 standpoint that they were over the cap last year going into the off season. And they had no draft picks because of the Palmer trade. So in, in my opinion, I don't think you can really judge either of them until they get the resources necessary to put the players in to run the kind of system that they want to. What is your stance on that? I think you're right. Although I would tell you that, you know, if you're Dennis Allen, you hope that 
you know, Mark Davis is a little bit more patient than Al Davis because Al Davis will probably fire him after this year. You know, if you don't see steady improvement, you you got to see that a team is playing hard, a team is fighting to the finish. You know, you might not be the most talented team, but guys, we see it every week. You see teams upset somebody else because they're going out and they're playing with great effort and great passion. I just don't see that right now from the Raiders, and that really bothers me. It really bothers me as a former Raider. You just don't see a team fighting through it, you know. And you know, I just. That's a, that's a reflection on the coaching staff. I mean, if you can't get these guys to play, you know, you're in trouble. But I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you. I think in fairness to Reggie and in fairness to Dennis, they need to be able to finish what they started. He, he, I mean, you've got to give them the right, the right uh, tools to do that. I, I don't think when you look at last year, they had the right tools. No draft picks to speak of, obviously, and, and, and the situation of free agency. They were getting rid of people rather than adding people to the roster. You were an all-pro. You you took the Raiders to the big dance. Uh, it's my belief, in my opinion, that Carson Palmer isn't a good fit for this team because they need to just be honest with themselves and realize that it's time to rebuild, and you don't need an aging quarterback in that sort of scenario. What is your opinion on the quarterback position and where the Raiders should go from here? Well, you know what, I think all things taken into consideration in terms of what they have around them, the offensive line, the lack of a potent running attack, some youth and kind of an experienced wide receiver, I think he's held up pretty well. Now, that being said, he's got a big salary next year. I don't know if the Raiders are willing to pay that. Here, here's the issue that I have. I think they'll certainly be in the market for a new quarterback. But you got to look at what's out there, where they're picking, what's available. I think a lot of people seem to think that there's not one of these quarterbacks coming out. There may not be one in terms of how they've been graded at ranks in the top 15 of the draft. I talked to a personnel a scout the other day that uh, uh, works with one of the, the teams in the NFC East, and he said he, they've graded the quarterbacks as not one in the top 15 picks in the draft. So you look at all that, I think you got to be smart. You can't replace Carson Palmer until you have somebody to replace him with. Now, whether or not they're going to pay him, I think he's due to make, I don't know, eight, eight, nine million dollars next year. I don't know what that number is, but uh, I doubt they'd pay Carson that kind of money for that type of production. Hey, Rich, you played the game at a high level. We all know that. If you're running the Oakland Raiders right now in the off season, what area do you address first? Well, I would tell you that I think you start with the line play, offensive line, defensive line. I mean, guys, the problem is that they've got so many needs. They got they need cornerbacks. I think they need uh, to go out and get another running back at some point. We just talked about the quarterback situation. I mean, in fairness to Dennis Allen and Reggie McKenzie, I think they had their hands tied. They didn't have much to work with in the draft. They didn't have a lot in terms of free agency. But these guys have to be very, very busy this offseason. I mean, I think a lot of these players, quite frankly, are playing for the jobs. I mean, I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, the guys that the guys that should worry are the veteran guys who are making a lot of money and haven't put up, haven't put up the big stats. Those guys should be very, very concerned. Rich, just to touch back real quick on the quarterback thing, I would take Barkley and never look back if I'm if, if I'm the Raiders, but that's just my personal opinion. I want to talk about uh, Darren McFadden. Obviously, talent-wise, there's no debating that that he is one of the top running backs when he's healthy. He he hasn't looked good in this zone blocking scheme, and he can't just stay on the field. If 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 you were running the program, are you gonna? try to see what you can get for him and, and move on in terms of the running back position? I think you have to, guys. I think if you're talking about a healthy Darren McFadden who's going to play you know, 14, 15, 16 games, I think you're talking about a Pro Bowl back. 
but you just can't keep, you know, banging your head against the wall and, and, and you know, count on a guy that's only going to play three, four, five games a year. You just can't do it. You can't pay, you can't pay up that amount of money and, and, and that type of investment in terms of time, effort, energy and a guy that just hasn't been dependable, hasn't been durable. And at that position, that's the most important statistic. I mean, can you line up and play every week? Can you pl- practice every week? And that's been a real problem so far for Darren McFadden. Vic Tafer, our insider, Raiders insider from the Chronicle, joins us at Vic Tafer. How are you? I'm all right. How are you guys doing? Good. Uh, would you agree with Matt Millen's uh, assessment that the uh, Raiders got mauled up front? Yeah, definitely. I think um, you know the Bengals were able to rush four guys and get constant pressure, and they were able to uh, therefore step back on defense in the, in the backfield. So yeah, they just uh, they dominated both sides of the ball up front. Yeah, the Raiders battled back in the second uh, half, and in particular the third quarter, ironically, after their woes all year. But to me, the game was over at halftime, and they were down 24 to nothing. But I've read a lot about uh, Carson giving an uh, impassioned speech at halftime, but nobody's ever provided details. Did you hear anything uh, that you didn't write in the, in the newspaper as far as what Carson told the, the, the team at halftime? Yeah, it basically was. You know, this is embarrassing. We're getting, you know, we're getting blown out. We've got to you know, show up and... Have some heart, or have some pride. Just kind of uh, trying to hammer home, like it's not get blown out. Let's just try and at least be a put up a fight. So it wasn't a long speech. It was kind of short, and uh, I think the players were already um, on that same you know mindset. They all didn't want to get embarrassed anymore. Hey Vic, I, I, I certainly don't blame Reggie McKenzie for this. I think his hands were, were were tied, obviously, with with some of the things that he couldn't do with draft picks and money and all sorts of things. But Dennis Allen's a bit of a different story, and I'm not advocating that he gets fired or anything like that. But uh, it's it's one thing to lose, but it's another thing to get embarrassed week after week after week. And when I hear the post game press conferences, I feel like it could it's the same exact things every single week that are being said. So how does he explain the same errors consistently being made? Yeah, I just saw the the, the today's tra- transcript for today's press conference. Exactly the same thing he always says. Pretty much, you know, they're on the same page. Lack of execution. They had to get back to practice. They're all in it together. Everyone's accountable. So he has all these catchphrases he uses. And doesn't really, he doesn't want to point any fingers. That's one thing he made clear early on. He's not going to point at certain guys and say, this guy's not playing well, this guy's doing this wrong. He doesn't want to do that. So he's going to talk in, in generalities about just uh, trying to fix the whole thing. And obviously it's not getting fixed. So uh, the fans are getting frustrated. And uh, I'm sure he and the players are also getting frustrated. Yeah, the owner, Mark Davis, came out last week after the, uh, the uh, home loss to the Saints and said that, uh, it's referring to Reggie and the head coach, they both have contracts, they're going to be here next year, but uh, the rest of the coaching staff's a different story. Uh, do, do you think there'll be sweeping changes on the coaching staff, in particular involving the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator? I do, definitely. I think these last five games, um, most of the coaching staff, besides Dennis, especially Tarver and, and, and Nab, I think they have to show some real improvement in these last five games. I think they're definitely, uh, both those guys are on the hot seat. Uh, we're hearing that uh, Darren McFadden may play this weekend. What do you hear? Yeah, I heard it in the locker room yesterday. I think uh, guys expecting me back this week. And in the press conference today, Allen said he thinks that both um, he and, uh, and Goodson and Seymour uh, might be back at practice Wednesday. So that looks like a positive uh, development. Well, that'll be good news to get Seymour back, especially in light of the fact that uh, I'm, Tommy Kelly uh, may get suspended. I don't know what the protocol is here, but he came – from off the Raiders' sideline across the entirety of the field, 
and got right in the middle of that vid. Is there any uh, pre- Vic, is there any precedent as far as other players? I know in hockey, if you come off the bench, you get a misconduct and all that. But and I haven't seen too many guys come off the bench like he did. I haven't seen Tommy move that fast all year. <laughs> I don't really remember it in football, but I'm sure. Let me, let me look at it, obviously. I think they can't be happy about uh, what's in place. I think Tommy will definitely get punished. All right, as always, good stuff. Vic, thanks for the insight. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Take care. All right, there you All go. Right, Vic. Vic Tafer at Vic Tafer. But I am sick and tired of talking about it because, man, I'm sick of losing, baby. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, let's jump to the pregame for the Cleveland Browns, another Ohio organization that is starting to pump on all cylinders. Oh, boy, I can hardly wait for this game. Well, Raider Nation, I had this circled as a W on my calendar. I don't know about you, but I know I've changed my W to a I don't know question mark and maybe an L leaning that way because of the way this team has been playing. The Browns are on their way up, and the Raiders seem to be on their way to the bottom of the toilet bowl, literally. Now, our records are pretty similar, 3-8. and eight. Wow. Seems to me that this would be a game that we should be able to get well on pretty easily. Not. The Cleveland Browns just beat the living crap out of the Pittsburgh Steelers, forced eight turnovers on their defense, and that to me signals a big problem for the Oakland Raiders. Without a defense, which is us, we're going to have literally no chance of winning this game. Unless this team somehow musters up some ball sack, uh, we can just forget this game too because the Cleveland Browns always play the Raiders hard, man. Always. And, well, you know, they're coming to Oakland and they're licking licking their chops because, see, they've circled a W on their calendar for this game. Crazy. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. At the beginning of the season, I would never thought that I would be talking about this game like this. The Cleveland Browns are on their way up with their new quarterback, Wheeler, and he's doing a great job slinging the rock. They got a great running back as well. And you know what? Man, the <laughs> we gave up 140 yards rushing last game. Hello? I have absolutely no freaking confidence in the Raider defense at all after four Games of sheer buffoonery, that's fact. So, you know what? I'm going to see the Browns. I'm going to the tailgate to see my brothers and sisters. I'm going to have some fun and then see what happens during the game. I'm hoping for the best. If the Raiders play their best and start to play consistent football every goddamn play, then maybe, perhaps, With the stars aligning and the moon aligning, we could possibly rip this win out of our ass. It would be a nice thing. Because of all the teams we're playing, 
This seems to me to be the easiest game we have on our docket left now. There's not much else I'm going to say because I just think that the team that we have has got to find itself. I mean, okay, here's a rant. What is the fucking identity of the Oakland Raiders? Can someone tell me? Matt, how important is it for the Raiders to establish? I'm a little reluctant to ask this because it's one of these terms that gets thrown around you know, by fans in the media, but when it comes to the Raiders at some point establishing some kind of identity, establishing what it is to be a Raider, I'm not sure what that is anymore. How important is that to Dennis Allen and Reggie McKenzie going forward? Well, I think they need to define At one point, they, they sit down in their meetings and they say, okay, what are we? What is it that we are? What do we do well? What can we hang our hat on? And if you have something that you can hang your hat on, that's a part, that's a point to build off of. And then, then that's what you become. Like, okay, we're we're going to be a, a sound. We're going to be a tough running team. Well, they're not that. Okay, we're going to be. Uh, you know, we're going to hang our hat on our our defense. We're going to play great team. Well, they're not doing that. So I think the question is a great question because I don't believe there's a defined answer. And until that gets defined, it's tough to go forward. I, I think there's still trying to find out, you know, where exactly they're at. And that's that's not a good place to be at Week 12. Matt, is it assuming too much to think that because Dennis Allen comes from the defensive side of the football in his coaching background and because Reggie McKenzie talked about defense, is it is it wrong to assume that what they're going to try and do is build a defensive power? Um, I think, I don't know, I don't know what assumption to make off the start because more than what your background is, it's what do you have. You you can because the starting point has to be okay. Here's here's what we have. What we have, we believe Seymour is this. Well, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But that's what you believe. We believe our corners can do this. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. They need to find out exactly what it is and then fit their scheme to what they have. And if that's you know, if, if all the strength is on your offensive side, then that's what it is. If the strength is on your defensive side, then that's what it is. Right now, I they're they're just. The worst thing you could do is say, we're going to do this regardless of what we have. You, you can't do that. If you do that, you have a problem. And um, right now, it looks like they're still trying to define. What threats do we have defensively, offensively, special teams-wise? Can somebody please tell me what danger the Raiders present? And you know what? I have to vent because this is the time for anger because I'm fucking angry. I'm tired of being, you know, yeah, you know, it'll get better. But we haven't seen a decent football team, not even a decent team. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? Jerry Sayward Bay works his ass off. He is a hardworking guy. I commend him to get to do what he did last year. But I still can't count on the guy. So, again, am I going to pay him 7.7 mil? Do I want to pay Richard Seymour $7.5 million next year? Do I want to pay Tommy Kelly $6.5 million? No, I You got McFadden. Do I want to pay Rolando McClain no. over 4 mil? Mike Brycell is the one guy they paid for in free agency, and he has not played well at all. He got overpowered yesterday. He just got blown up by Geno Atkins, and Atkins is a hell of a player, but I've not seen Mike Brycell play that well this year. Uh, as you proceed forward, Michael Huff, I mean, they've got to make a lot of tough calls. So as they start to rebuild it, I think the toughest call is 
Do you want to completely raise the building and just, you know, chop everybody down with all these high-priced guys? Because what they do in every sport, John, is they, they have a board, they look at every guy, and they say, is this guy worth X amount of dollars? And I think the answer to every one of the dollar figures I just mentioned to these players is no. They are not playing commiserate to what they are being paid. So they either get paid less, which you can do, or you take them off the roster completely. So I think I think that what you're going to see in this off, you saw a little of it last year when they threw Chris Johnson out and Stanford Rout and a few other guys, Kevin Boss. And, but now I think you may see some major, major raising of the building, not just some renovation and let's fix it up, get a little fixer-upper, we'll put a new floor in, new windows. I, I think you may see them completely level the building in the offseason. I agree 100%, and I agree with you. You don't give them a pass, but they do deserve a bit of a break. Because they're doing a lot of things. It goes on their record. It, it goes does. on their record. I think Reggie, and because he has to rebuild it all, the, 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 there's no excuse. No matter what 53 guys you have and 45 you suit up or 46 you suit up on game day and 22 you play, mainly 11 on each side, they're not playing smart football. And that's also a major problem. They're not playing smartly, and that's on the coaching staff and not just the head coach but each individual coach is going to be analyzed in the offseason so this is going on the head coach's record to be sure and he, he they're not going to fire him he's going to come back and coach the raiders next august in training camp I'm, I'm certain of that but if things don't go well right away then you're going to feel a little of that but i think the first thing they got to do is overhaul the roster completely and i didn't feel that way at all last year i thought they were honestly a play away but now it, they have regressed so so much. The veteran guys have regressed so much. And it's hard to find bright spots on this team. Even the guys you thought were playing well, Wheeler and Burris, they aren't playing that well. Trust me. The other teams are going at those guys a lot. And in particular, they're going at 52 a lot. Is this all we have? Is this it? Because I don't believe it for a fucking second. We can go 8-8 eight and eight, two seasons in a row, and we look like crap. I'm going to blame it right now on Greg Knapp. Greg Knapp calls crap. That's all I'm going to say. And that's all I have to say about that. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Help. When I was younger, so much younger than today. Well, Raider Nation, it is time. Or Raider Nation Podcast Therapy Session. Yes, we're counseling. We're counseling the Raider Nation through this rough period of our football history. We're here for you. We're here to let you let it out, just like I do. But before that happens, I must discuss the stages of grief. The first stage is denial. And isolation. No, 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 it just can't be. No, it just can't be. This got to be some kind of answer. No, it just can't be. And everywhere I look, there's none around. No, it just can't be. Why? It can't be. No, it just can't be. Well, don't you feel isolated when you can't say anything to anybody about football because your team plays so shitty? Don't you want to just deny the fact that we suck? You can't handle the truth. Yeah, that's exactly right. So that's the first damn stage. (laughs) 
I love it. And the second stage would be anger. I think we've covered that. <laughs> Tell me how much they fucking Of course you're angry. You're pissed. You want everybody fired. You're sick and tired of the changes, etc., etc. The Raider Nation has had its fair share, and we are all together angry. <laughs> That's for sure. And the next stage is bargaining. Assume the position. So bargaining is like this. Well, if we'd only picked a Fisher to be our head coach, we wouldn't be in this position. If we'd only, you know, killed that chicken earlier in the season for sacrifice, it would have been different. That's the bargaining thing. If we wouldn't have got Widow Wembley, if we wouldn't have done this, if we could have done that, if we should have done this, the bargaining is exactly where the Raider Nation has to live right now because that's the only place we have left is the bargaining face. Thank you, sir. May I have another? That's right. And the next phase is something we're all very familiar with. It's depression. Yeah, I love it. Yes, the Raider Nation is jointly and wholly depressed about the way this team has performed this season and promises that were made in the preseason and in camp, no less. We are all depressed about the way this team plays, and we're certainly depressed about the score. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, well, that's about it. Do I need to explain anymore? I don't think so. Now the last but not the least of all of these is our favorite is acceptance. <laughs> I used to be trouble, but I finally saw the light. Now I don't worry about a thing because I know nothing's gonna be alright.
That's right. Raider Nation, we have to learn to accept the position that we're at. The cards were dealt. The way our team's playing. Whatever. Acceptance is actually where we're going to be. At least in this game, the next game, I think we're all getting there slowly but surely. And, well, that's the way it is. We got to accept what we have, look at what we can change, and see where it goes from here because we have to accept things (laughs) as they are, whether we like them or not, damn it. And that is kind of the way we have to roll through this season, Raider Nation. So let's get to the phone calls. You need the help, and I feel you. Trust me. And our first therapy session will begin with Raider Chongo from Coppolopolis, California. What is up, my brother? Hey, Greg, Raider Andy, Raider Nation, it's Raider Chongo, calling from Coppolopolis, California, as usual. Uh, before I respond to uh, what you said, Raider Greg, let me just explain why I'm calling so early. Basically, I work nights, and... Uh, I got a cell phone, and uh, I subscribe to your podcast. As soon as it comes out, it downloads, and I look, and I go, holy shit, new Raider Nation podcast. Fantastical. So I listen to it. And I uh, figured I'd just respond to you now while stuff's on my mind. Uh, before I get going, I just want to say happy Thanksgiving to all. And I uh, can't wait for that damn donkey game on Thursday night. I will be there. Just got my tickets for it, and uh, I'll see you there. So that'll be fun. Uh, but you mentioned the Niners. You mentioned the quick turnaround. You know, for every story of the Niners or the Tampa Bay Bucks and they beat us in the Super Bowl, you've got, you know, Houston now, you've got Indianapolis, you've got, uh, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, these are all teams whose owners, when they brought in people to manage the football side of things, people that had vision, they had, you know, a philosophy they wanted to instill, and it took them time to do it. I mean, the Niners weren't a poorly drafted team. They were a poorly coached team. The problem with our team right now is it just doesn't have the talent. Not only do we have young coaches, but we don't have the talent to do these things. We don't have the personnel to meet the philosophies. That's the issue. Like, they don't, things just don't gel. You know, Rolando can't play a mic. You know what I'm saying? You've got, you know, Michael Huff can't play corners. These are just natural things. You don't have the players for this. Obviously, DMC is not a ZBS guy. He's not a zone-blocking guy. Marcel Reese is. Hell, we may have our Arian Foster. It just could be Marcel Reese. And so that's the problem. It's not poor coaching. It's We don't have talent. I and mean, we just don't. People think this is a playoff team. You know, I really, I love what we did the last couple of years, but to me it always felt like fool's gold. Like, it just never felt right. It was too inconsistent. It didn't, it never really felt like we were really winning when we were supposed to. It was just, it never felt right to me. And, you know, now, like I said, we need consistency. We've got to keep this coaching staff around. You've got to keep them together because that's what builds talent. I don't know if anybody knows this, but if you have a breakdown, the Indianapolis Colts, Peyton Manning's heyday, they had four running plays total. Like, that's it. It didn't matter their formation. Anything. It was, they, were, they had four running plays total. It was inside zone right, outside zone right. Inside zone left, outside zone left. That's it. They didn't run power. They didn't run anything else. The Indianapolis offense under Peyton Manning was extremely simple. They had, like, basically 12 basic principles in place that Peyton just audibleized. It was execution. It was a matter of consistency. The coaching staff was together forever. 
the players were together forever, and that's what we need. Just whacking this coaching staff and starting over is not going to help. It's just going to set us back. That's the exact problem. I mean, Gary Silver base has four, three offensive coordinators for four years. I mean, Michael Hunter's got how many defensive coordinators? This is the problem. This is the key issue that we have within the Raider Nation. We just need the staff to stay together. We have to give them time. I know it sucks and I know it hurts, but that's the situation. Okay, could the coaches be better? Yeah, probably. They probably could, but that's not nearly the problem. Is the fucking players? I mean, they've been terrible, extremely terrible. So lacking this coaching staff doesn't make any sense. Uh, that was my response to Mr. Silver, Greg. Like I said, I'll see you on that Thursday night doggy game. Happy days given to all and to all the Raider Nation. A good night. See, Raider Tongo has got to the acceptance phase of the five steps. <laughs> He's accepted that we'll have these coaches. I have two. I know we're going to keep these coaches, at least the head coach for sure. I don't know about the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator, dude. I think they were harsh, rash, quickly made decisions that need to be uh, thought out a little bit more. I don't think they fit this team. I know the players um, aren't the best, but listen. We, we can't be this bad after one season. It just can't be so. I understand the scheme. I understand the issues. But it's not all the players. You have to look at the coaches. They have to help these guys succeed, man. Even if <laughs> it's coaching too. That's all I got to say about that. Thank you for the call, brother. And our next session will be with my very good brother, Raider Todd. Let it out, brother. Let it all out because I know you need to. What's happening? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Todd to the Raider Nation. I got a plan, man. Get rid of all the coaches. You can let me coach the team. Somebody they never heard of or anything. I do a better job than that, and I'm willing to put my life on the line. If I was the coach for five years, I'd get, I'm guaranteed to get us three Super Bowls, even with the team we have. I would start getting rid of certain players that's not producing, that we don't need. I got a plan, but I can't let you know. And I'm tired. I'm tired of us losing. Put Terrell Pryor in, man. Put him in. And please, please don't go try to pick up Alex Smith. We got a quarterback in Terrell Pryor. We need to get rid of those other two. Marcel Reese, you're doing a great job. And we were screwed out of this game by the referees. Mark Davis, you need, I wish you would fire all that coaching staff, all of them, for some of the dumb play calling that they make. Now, I don't know where they got these coaches from that they have, man. They should have, McKenzie, you should have just kept Nick Dub, man. You should have just kept him. And also, don't listen to crazy Skip Bayless. Do not, under any circumstances, try to inherit Tebow. Do not. M.R. Alex Smith. We got a Super Bowl caliber team right now if they just put that, that young Guy Terrell in, Terrell Pryor. You can turn it around, man. We can. I know we can. 
If Mark Davis fired these coaches, man. Mr. Mark Davis, I'm glad that you spoke out. I have a plan. You would just let me fax something to you or email you. I got a plan similar to the same style that your dad once did, and I know it'll work. Mr. Al Davis is a genius. God bless our mouth. Later love and later nation forever in a day. Well, this you could be sure someone is leaving. I don't know who, but someone is not going to be here next year. That's a fact, man. Someone's leaving, uh, and I hope it's Greg Knapp. And, you know, we had a lot of players that are leaving too, so trust me, there are players that are hitting the road. They're packing their bags. They're selling their condos. They're getting rid of the sports car. They're ready to get on because the Raiders are going to drop them all like a hot potato. I hope you feel better because I do just listening to you, brother. And Terrell Pryor, hey, man, it's time. With Kaepernick doing what he's doing, any thoughts of looking at him? Pryor? Well, it's 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 been discussed, and again, today's Monday, um, so we're we're not we're really not into that that situation yet, where we're talking about you know uh, you know the personnel changes that we might make going forward, uh, getting ready for Cleveland. But uh, we've got a job to do, and our job is to win football games. We got to find out ways to get it done. What have you seen from Pryor on the practice field the last few months? Well, I think he's working to to get better, and he's working to improve, and I've seen improvement in in Terrell. Uh, he's gotten better as a quarterback. Uh, he's continued to work. Um, he, I don't think any of us feel like he's the finished product, including himself. Uh, but uh, uh, he has worked to improve. They should play him. Got nothing to lose. But he can't fix the defense. Defense is the problem here, brother, not the offense. And next, a very cool and awesome Raider fan from the East. Beast from the East. It's Maddie Raider. What is up, man? <laughs> Let it out, brother. You got to. What's up? Hey, Raider Andy, Raider Greg. It's Maddie Raider, Albany, New York. Uh, came out for the game, flew all the way uh, from the East Coast for the Saints game. like to start off by thanking uh, you and Randy so much. You guys are such great hosts, such great guys. Um, Really appreciate it. Um, my buddies and I came out as a group. We were welcomed. Uh, got to meet a few guys, Houston Raider Steve, some fans from pretty much all over California. Got to meet Raider Bitch. She was hilarious. Um, and I wanted to thank the Bad Boys of Barbecue, too. What a fantastic tailgate. We had a fantastic time. I mean, if you guys don't get out there to do this tailgate, I mean, it's just something you got to do. It was unbelievable. So, anyway, getting to the game. Um, it was atrocious. I'm sure you get lots of calls on this, but the offensive game plan. So, Saints are what? Second um, to dead last or something like that in the league against the pass. Here we are, down three touchdowns, uh, running the football. Um, my buddy turns to me and he goes, Hey, you think they're uh, trying to establish the run? Well, whatever. I mean, it was just a joke. Nap needs to fucking go. Greg Nap, take a fucking dirt nap. You need to go. You know what? Jason Tarver needs to go too. Guys, clueless. Um, I mean, the defense. I mean, we don't even have any kind of stability on the defensive side of the ball. It's ugh. 
And, you know, I'm to the point now with Dennis Allen. I could take him or leave him. I thought he was supposed to be a hard-nosed coach. Uh, Raider Greg and I were talking before the game. I mean, we need a coach that would grab these guys by the fucking face mask and say, what are you doing? You know, I was fortunate enough to get my seats. I was underneath the uh, Alice Torch at the uh, Coliseum, and there's Chucky lighting the torch before the game about 50 feet from me. And, uh, you know, he's still got that look. I mean, I remember guys coming off the sidelines after they fucked up. He'd give them that look, and they'd have their tail between their legs. Our guy smiles with John Fox, so go figure. Well, I just want to thank you again. Had a great time. It was fantastic. Looking forward to uh, coming out again. Thanks again, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Go Raiders. The Bengals. The fucking Bengals. You know what? To be perfectly honest, I didn't even watch this game. Um, I had family over, and thank God I didn't, because I would have thrown the TV right on the floor and stomped the shit out of it. Inadvertent whistle, but it doesn't matter. We got our fucking asses kicked in the first half, and then apparently we decided to play some football, but it would have been a comeback that got crushed anyway, so what does it matter? So we're putting a, you couldn't even say substandard product on the field. We're just, the guys are going through the motions at this point. Houston and Kelly get ejected. That's just fucking great. You know, uh, coach has probably lost the locker room. I shouldn't say probably. He probably ha- he has at this point. Uh, I mean, it, it's just, I, I'm so tired of excuses. It's just excuses from the top down. You know, these are NFL players. You know, people, you know, I, I, you know, I've talked about this, and it's like, oh, expiring contracts. I all wanted to win before he passed away and this and that. But these are still NFL players. You can't go out there and give, like, this kind of effort. It's just awful. It's just awful. Timing's wrong. These guys don't know where the fuck they're supposed to be. It's just terrible. Let me tell you something. Browns are coming in to Oakland next week. Let me tell you what. We struggle when we're decent with the Browns. So guess what's going to happen? Another turd in front of the fucking home crowd. And let me tell you something. I've done my fucking part. I stayed up for, well, since the schedule came out, to go out for that New Orleans game. And guess what I got? A fucking turd. That's not to take away from the great time I had with the guys, with Greg, with Randy, the tailgate and everything else. But to fly out for a game like that, unfucking believable man. It's just... You know what? Like I said, I've done my fucking part. Where is this fucking killing? Give me a fucking break, man. Now that's how you do it. Matty Raiders got it down. <laughs> this fucking team. Yeah, that's absolutely right. We're all feeling that too, my man. I'm glad you feel better. You must. Because I do just listening to your rant. Good job, brother. And the next guy who actually doesn't need therapy. He's here to share his acceptance (laughs) of the situation. Usually a nice rant, but let's hear him. HD Rada, what is up? HD Raider, 
Uh, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, hey, uh, it's halftime of the Cincinnati game. You know, normally I go go off and go crazy and start cussing and cursing and get pissed off. Man, this is just straight and fucking embarrassing, man. These no ball happen. BB size, Kool Aid pumping heart, punk ass. I don't know what, man. I, they packed it in already. They're, the season's over. They've officially packed it in. The, oh my gosh, unbelievable. Unbelievable! It's got to be some changes, man. I mean, and, and ASAP. In this offseason, they need some soul searching. They need to bring some ballers in here, man. We got a bunch of punk ass motherfuckers on this team, man. I'm out. And the best quote: "We have a bunch of punk ass motherfuckers on this team." <laughs> you gotta love that. That is for sure. Thanks for the call, brother. Well, our next therapy session is with my good friend from Vegas, man. He takes it to heart. You know it. Let it out, Steve. (laughs) Let it out, brother. Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Steve in Vegas. It's halftime. Raiders are going to lose badly, uh, even though I thought they could at least cover. Uh. I don't know anything about football, but I can predict every single play that the Raiders are going to run. It's obvious when it's a run. It's obvious when it's a pass. Palmer's getting killed. And you see that reverse by A.J. Green? That looked awfully familiar. That was a Hugh Jackson special right there, man. This is pathetic. This reminds me of the Art Shell years. This is the worst Raider team I've seen in a long time. Makes me sick. I'm out. This is the worst Raider team I have seen in a long time. That, you can book it, man. Put that, rack it, whatever you want to do with it. That is a fact. We're all feeling that, Steve. (laughs) That is for sure. Archell. And our very next therapy session will be with someone who takes this stuff deep, man. You know, you take it deep sometime. And Hell Raider is a hell of a Raider. He's got a room to show it and prove it. The guy is true blue, silver, and black. And, uh, well, he gets uh, very emotional, as we all do. What's going on, man? Let it out, brother. This is uh, Hell Raider calling in. I haven't really posted anything all year. I think this might have been the second time I called, and one of the other calls I did didn't even get aired. So it's probably really the first call. If it even gets aired, I don't know. Let me just first of all say I didn't watch the game because, well, I watched. I kept flipping back and forth. I was doing other stuff around the house. Good time to get some stuff caught up around the house. I don't know. I just, team's awful. They're, just, they're terrible, and um, I don't know. Go from eight and eight to this. I'm sure most of the stuff has been covered. I haven't even been going, coming on the website listening or reading because it's just it's such a it's such a butt whip. Sundays I feel like I have Sundays free. Top nine offense last year, top five rushing team, and we're just god awful. No talent. I don't know what else to say. I don't even get mad anymore. <laughs> but um, anyway, I don't know uh, what to, what I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know how. I don't know if they'll ever win again. I hate to say that. I guess, you know, well, here's what I would say for anybody who's loving the fact that Al's gone. Well, I guess you've uh, been 
begging for that. It's like a kid at Christmas. You've been begging for it and begging for it, and you get it, and then it's like, wow, it's not what you thought, or I don't know. Um, this is the No Al Davis era, and um, I guess I should just say enjoy, because it's just, it's miserable. And um, part of it was because of salary cap and the no draft picks and stuff. I, I don't know how you went out of this next year. Um, I can't see them being good for three or four years, I guess. I don't even know. I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't have hockey this year to watch, so there's no hockey on. And um, I'm kind of just watching the basketball. So, I don't know. Got a lot of free time. Laundry's all caught up. <laughs> what a joke that is. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm out. The laundry's all caught up. That's classic, man, because that's exactly what everyone else wants to do is anything but have to watch the torturous, painful lack of game that is the Oakland Raiders right now. It's horrible to see, and it's hurting all of us, man. Let me tell you, I'm glad you're on here and say it like it is because (laughs) your sentiment is felt by everybody who listens to this goddamn show. Thank you for the call, man. And don't give up, (laughs) please, because I depend on you. Uh, You got more to you than that, brother. And our next therapy session is, well, it's with me. I had to call in. I was so bummed after this freaking buffoonery. Well, (laughs) I let it out just a little. This is Raider Greg. I'm calling in the bone line because I need some therapy. I'm sick of it. Coaching staff sucks. Team's done. Looking forward to the draft. I'm out. What a terrible caller. You suck. <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're not going to get rid of all the coaches, but somebody got to go. And our next session will be with Just Win Johnny. What is up, man? Let it out. I know you have to. Let's hear it, brother. Raider Nation, just Lynn Johnny. It's been a long time since I've called in, which we haven't had a lot to call in about. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of rebuilding. I'm tired of watching our coaches stand on the sidelines and guessing and figuring out, trying to wonder what's wrong. I just want to get back to kicking ass and taking names. I'm tired of the rest blowing calls and we can't even get a call to go our way. It's bullshit. Raider Nation, I need some help. Open, looking for the bright light through the storm, looking for the silver lining in the cloud, sporting my Raider colors, wearing my jerseys wherever I go, and uh, seeing Raider Nation coast to coast, nationwide, top to bottom, side to side. And it's sad we've got the greatest fans, the nation, out here wondering what happened to used to having the greatest players play great. Just bullshit. Tired of the bullshit. Want to get back to winning the way it used to be. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, hopefully you guys can shine a little light on this for me. I'm I'm dying out here. Need to see something. Hopefully we see it soon. Just win, Johnny. Out. Well, just win, Johnny, let me tell you right now, brother, you're going to have to get to the acceptance phase of the five phases. (laughs) 
of uh, uh well, whatever. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Five phases of recovery from this team. Dude, I can't help you. You're going to have to just realize that we're going to have to wait for the draft, brother, and see what happens with his coaching staff. That's all. That's all we could do. And our next caller was so freaking despondent that, uh, well, he didn't even say his name. He just goes right into the session, and that's okay. We all understand. I'm going to call this questions in wherever. (laughs) What's happening, brother? Greater Greg, long-time listener. Thanks for your show. Awesome. Um, just a few questions. Just where do I direct my hate? I mean, what what's wrong with the Raiders? Why can't we coach? Why can't receivers catch? Why can't we defend the pass, the run? Nothing. What's going on? I find myself wanting the Raiders to lose by fifty, so Dennis Allen will get fired. Where do I direct my hate? I want. Somebody hung. What's going on? Please tell me what's going on. Why Why can I watch other teams? And always there's at least one receiver just wide open. Never are any of the Raiders ever open. Why can't we protect our quarterback? Why are we so horrible? We see the team that everyone loved to hate because we were good. Now we're the team that everybody feels sorry for. Like that down syndrome team, please answer me some questions. Who should I hate the most? Are we just a bad team? Are we horribly coached? What is it, Raider Greg? Thanks. Well, my brother, you have answered your own questions. They are a bad team and they are horribly coached. (laughs) That is all there is to it. And we got to wait for the draft, like I said, free agency. Then we will know whether we're going in the right damn direction or not. But until then, we ain't going in the right direction. That is faux show. Not to worry, though. Have some acceptance. Things will get better. That's what I think. We have someone who needs to be released from the stress and I think <laughs> I think we found a way. Navy Raider Ray is on the line, and he's got something he has to say. What's up, brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. This is Navy Raider Ray. Uh, I'm sure the bone line's blowing up today after that game. Um, but I got to throw my two cents in. Uh, I think Roger Goodell needs to go ahead and pay the regular rest. Uh, whatever they want, give them whatever benefits they want, because we can't have these uh, these shitty replacement scab refs in here anymore. Uh, we need to. Oh wait a minute, we already did that. These aren't the shitty scab referees. These are the shitty normal referees that just love to fuck over the Raiders whenever they get a chance. Oh man, I I, I could go more into it, but I really don't want to. It's just going to piss me off, and I'm sure everybody else is already going to talk about that. Uh, I got some other things to talk about that pissed me off as well. Um, first of all, when did DHB turn back into Hands of Stone? I thought last year was his breakout year. 
looking right now like it's more of a flash in the pan. Um, he's just been dropping balls left and right, and it's it's just ridiculous. And for that matter, so is the rest of the team. Uh, I think the Raiders need to go back to using Stickham because you know, since I've been back from deployment, I've watched the last three games, and I swear every time the ball bounces off a Raiders' hands, it inevitably finds its way into the hands of a defender, sometimes for a pick six, sometimes they just get really good field position. Other times they get it in the end zone, preventing us from scoring a touchdown. So, uh, yeah, I think we need to go back to using Stickham or, you know, maybe learning to catch the ball. That might work too. Um, yeah, I called uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was at the Baltimore game, and uh, it was mostly negative and deservedly so. But uh, there's a couple of positive things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, first of all, the Raider Nation. Uh, it's great. It's the, you know, the first time I've been to a game in uh, in 18 years. So in a while, like I just get the uh, experience from the podcast. But the Raider Nation was great. They, you know, a lot of Raider fans showed up. I met a couple of them. They're really cool. Um, I listened to the podcast. I heard that a couple of the guys from uh, from England had come to the game. So I was kind of disappointed I didn't get to meet them. Uh, maybe next time. But um, like I said, there's a lot of really cool Ra- Raider fans there. I saw one guy carrying around a Raider Nation banner, and he was cool enough to let me take a picture with it. So uh, yeah, that was that was great, and you know just the the fact that I was able to go to a game. Like I said, the uh, last time I went to a game, there was the Los Angeles Raiders. It was 18 years ago. So uh, especially after being out on deployment for eight months, uh, coming back that next Sunday, and being able to put my ass in the seat and uh, see an NFL football field up close and personal for the first time in 18 years. It was uh, it's really great. Um, and despite the uh, terrible performances the team put on, losing 55 to 20 in that game, I still have plans to go to a couple more games. Uh, I'm stationed in Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, December 23rd, they're playing Carolina, and I have plans to go to that game. i got a couple of friends from the ship who are Raider fans, and uh, they've said that they'd be willing to go with me too. Then the following week, I'm going to be back home on leave in Southern California, so I'm planning on going to the Charger game as well. Um, hopefully against two other shitty teams like the uh, Chargers and the Panthers, maybe we'll win a game, or at least put up a little bit of a fight if the team hasn't given up by then. Um, but yeah, the team might give up. I hope they don't, but I'm definitely not giving up. Uh, as always, win, lose, or tie, it's Raider Nation until I die. And, uh, that's all I got to say. I'm out. Wow, brother. First, thank you for defending this great country of ours. I got to tell you, it takes some huge cojones to take on that responsibility. Thank you from all of us, I am sure. Second of all, man... Check out this Raider fan ready to go out and lay down some cash in the middle of this mess to see his team. Ain't that some shit? Good job, man. See, this is how it is. We're going to go. The fans make it so. The fan makes, makes it the best. Raider Nation, no such thing as any other uh, fan base that's worth a shit. Raider Nation rocks, uh, you know that, and you're a member of it, uh, and your character demonstrates it, my brother. Thanks for the call. Well, our next therapy session will be with the general. That's right, from Michigan. You know him, and you got to love him because he has the passion that goes along with it. What is up, man? 
How can we help you? Hey, Nation Raider General here um, from um, GL, Michigan. Hey, um, that was horrible. Uh, wasn't expecting much better. But I tell you, I don't know if anyone else caught this, but this is my theory. I don't know if it's a theory, but there was a moment in that game after we got effed uh, on that call that Hanson did a great job with. And I'm, uh, by the way, I'm growing to like Hanson. He's, he's, he's working his nuts off out there for us. There's a few kids that are. And, hey, by the way, before I get off track, Stevie Brown, nice job we let go of him, huh? Anybody watch the Giants lately? We sure couldn't use him right now. But the, the moment I'm talking about is when we got screwed by that call. Dennis Allen could have done a Gruden. He could have done a baseball manager thing where he just got pissed off and lit a fire. You know what I mean? He had a moment there that he composed himself. That's all good and fine. But he had a moment there to win that team over and even my dog's upset right now about this, as you can tell, that we had a moment there. He could have really pulled that team together and been pissed off and gone to the mat for that team because we were working hard at that point, and they pulled the rug out from underneath us again through the officials. And he, and he missed it. And I think that's indicative of the way he's going to be coaching. We're not going to see a Gruden out there. We're not going to see someone go to the mat, maybe behind the scenes. But there was a moment there that I, I, was, I felt pride in being a Raider when he was complaining to the officials, and I felt like he could have just taken it over the top and won his team over with that moment. And maybe we would have battled back. Of course, our secondary led D.J. Green run all over us right after that. But it seemed like there was a moment, and he missed it. Am I wrong? Anyways. This sucks. I'm out. Well, to be quite honest with you, I thought he handled it perfectly. I thought he was on the edge, almost over the top. But I think he kept his composure, and I think, really, I think he's going to learn that. I think that's who he is, and I think it's going to come out, and it's starting to come out a little bit more that he's being beat to death by the press. And maybe this is what he needs and I hope this changes his whole way of doing business so we can get down to some winning ways here. So perhaps this is just part of his journey to being a great coach. Let's all hope so, brother. Our last session, but not our least session, a brother who definitely needs to be relieved of the poisons that are in his heart. <laughs> And his rant comes next. That would be Raider Tony. What is up, my man? Raider Greg, Raider Nation, this is uh, Raider Tony over in Monterey. And uh, I'm fucking pissed. Well, I don't even know where to start. We all know that the zone blocking uh, scheme sucks ass. And that Greg Knapp sucks as a play caller but it just seems to me like a lot of these players need to get the fuck out of town too we have some dead weight that we would probably be better off without because people are quitting Rolando McLean needs to get his clown ass out of town that guy's worthless I'm tired of watching that guy get run by by wide receivers by running backs running by him 
he uh, he's always missing tackles and taking bad angles and is at the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm just tired of it. He was a fucking waste of a pick. Richard Seymour, you need to get your ass out of town too. That guy, he never practices. He doesn't do anything. This is now a year and a half now. Last season it was the same thing. He was always missing practice, always missing games. Okay, more dead weight. Seymour is past his prime, and I think he's beyond just the downhill of his career. I think he's done. He's got two bad knees, Raider Greg. He's done, and he needs to get a one-way ticket out of town. We need a secondary because <laughs> uh, they suck ass. Uh, we don't have a pass rush, period. I mean, so we don't have a secondary, and, and we don't have a pass rush, which means that we have to blitz. But we don't have a secondary. So that means that when you blitz from the secondary, you know, and, and the secondary that's still out there, they suck, you're going to leave yourself vulnerable. So what I'm saying is we don't have the players to stop the run, and we don't have the players to stop the pass. I'm not going to blame it all on the defensive coordinator. I know everyone else is. I just don't think we have a lot of talent out there. And the people that we do have are either overrated, done, and dead weight. They're just not that talented. And on the offensive side of the ball, uh, I don't know what's up with Denarius Moore. He's been dropping balls lately. But, um, but he's not the reason for the offensive woes. He's been one of the bright spots. I... Uh, I feel like the big reason our offense is so stagnant this year is because we can't run the ball. And uh, Carson Palmer, I'm not a Carson Palmer fan, guys. I know uh, a lot of people defend him. And, you know, he is not at fault. It's not Carson Palmer's fault that we are sucking ass this year. But I don't know if he's the guy. But then again, what other options do we have? Terrell Pryor, he's a fucking project. He's a joke. He's not a starter, and I don't think he'll ever be ready to be a starter, to be honest with you. And Matt Leinert, please, we won't even go there. So Palmer is the best option we have, and his problem is the same problem he's always had. His decision-making sucks. The guy throws interceptions. But in today's ass-beating that we took to the Bengals, it wasn't Palmer's interceptions that killed us. He only had one. It was just everything. Man, I mean, just everything sucks ass right now. And I wanted to give Dennis Allen a chance because I did like him, and they still kind of do, but I think he's losing the team. I think he uh, he made a couple of big mistakes when he accepted the job as head coach number one. When he went after Greg Knapp as offensive coordinator, that was the first and biggest mistake Dennis Allen did before even starting his job. And... um all the players that we've been cutting, I don't know. I, I look at releasing Aaron Curry, and uh, I don't know if that was a good decision. I, I question it. We don't have very good linebackers. We've got one guy, Miles Burst, and he's doing pretty good. But that's about it. And Matt Shaughnessy's doing okay on the defensive line. But for the most part, we just have so many holes on this team, man. And it's just really frustrating, Raider Greg. Really pisses me off. I love my Raiders. I'm Raider Nation till I die. But uh, but this year is kind of frustrating. We all knew it was going to be rebuilding. 
and um, you know, growing pains accompany rebuilding years. But it just feels like we've been rebuilding for the past ten years. Yeah, I just want a winning season again. And uh, and I know that McKenzie and these guys inherited a lot of mistakes. You know, salary cap issues and stuff left over from the old regime. I understand that. But these guys need to understand that, that you know, Raider fans want to win now. That we've been in a tough situation now for the past decade. And uh, we are the best fan base in sports. And, and we deserve a fucking winning season again. You know, when you look at the great history of the Raiders, especially what's going on this year, these ass beatings that we've been taking, that's not Raider football. We're the laughing stock of the fucking NFL right now. And uh, it's not how it should be. It should be us kicking ass because that's the Raider way. But I guess these are just, uh, I don't know, we're in the middle of the dark ages. <laughs> you know, Raider Nation dark ages, that's what we'll call this. And uh, I just hope that, uh, you know, we start to see some light soon. I'm already thinking about the draft, Raider Greg. I'll be at the game this Sunday against the Browns. I have two more games. But uh, but I am already starting to think about the draft, and uh, we'll see what uh, what prospects are out there because we, you know, Reggie says we're going to build through the draft. Well, we need to start. You know, I'm already starting to think about that. Anyway, this Sunday will be my birthday, so uh, you know, all I want is the Raiders to win to beat the Browns. But uh, one note about the Browns, and then I'm out. The Browns are competitive. They just beat the Steelers. They're playing hard, and uh, they're not going to come into Oakland and roll over for us. They're going to give us one hell of a game. And if we play against the Browns like we did today, we're going to lose. So we need to come out and play hard against these guys. That's all I want to see. I just want to see the Raiders playing hard and playing smart. If you lose a game doing that, I'm okay with that. But this coming out there and just getting our asses beat, I, I, that is just something I can't watch. So, anyway, that's enough of my rant. Sorry, Raider Greg, I think I went on a little too long. But uh, can't wait for the podcast to come out. And uh, do let us know when you're starting to take donations again so I can uh, send you a check. Got to keep this podcast going. And, um, yeah, I mean, I really look forward to it just like everyone else does. So, uh Anyway, I'm out. Well, I hope that that makes you feel better because I'm sure it makes the rest of us feel better. Well, brother, happy birthday, and thank you for the call, man. Uh, The whole nation is just upset because we're not playing football. The team is playing terribly, and we all know that there's more talent on this team than that, and they play when they want, and they don't play uh, when they don't want. And obviously, they don't want to play because it's 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 incredible the last four games. Disgraceful. Buffoonery. But we have to look for the change because change is coming, and we better be seeing some good change in the future. And, uh, well, like I said, acceptance is where we have to be because we have to accept the fact that we can't do shit 
about this team. Hope they play better. But looking for the draft is where everyone's starting to move right now. And that's the Raider Nation as a whole, I'm telling you. So uh, we'll see everybody on Sunday because we're going to be there. Our ass will be in the seat up with them Seagulls, for show. And uh, let's hope we can beat the Brownies. Crying out loud, we need something to happen good for this damn team. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. <laughs> <laughs>